people of Earth, we have come to upgrade your cosmic consciousness. DNA activation ready in three, two, one. Hi, welcome to Q&A on Breakthrough Leadership. I'm Lou Quinto. And I'm Craig Anderson. Craig, we had two weeks off. We did. (laughs) Yeah, we did two weeks of best of best. Your travel schedule, my travel schedule. It's like things are picking up again. We, we, We need to do more of these and get some in the can so that... We don't have to play best of best, although we did get some good reviews on on some of the previous episodes that we relaunched or repeated. They're, they're good pretty, stuff is good stuff. It is. Absolutely. It's good stuff. And chances are most of our viewers and listeners might have missed it the first time around. So we gave them a second chance to pick that up. Thank so. goodness we did not include any of the long hair episodes. We yeah, kept the long you, hair era. You out. do not know how close I was to go back to the early days of QA and breakthrough leadership and finding Craig Anderson on the verge of a man bun. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was nowhere near mayor, but man bun. <laughs> Uh, well, anyway, let's go ahead and get this week started off uh, there. And, uh, you know, what? I want to start off this week with talking about something that is so frustrating. When I go into a client and I've got to work with a, a new team and everything, and I, I usually dread finding out, oh, the, the manager of this group or the leader of this team was just promoted into this position in the last two months. Because in Immediately, it's like, oh, no, I got to teach them. Have you ever experienced that? Uh, I have clients who are new leaders who have me on because they do need help growing in their leadership skills. And even some you know, business owners who are growing to the point where they have to think like more like a CEO as opposed to just a very scrappy entrepreneur. Yeah, it's, it's a challenge for people to kind of adapt. It is. It is. I mean, and that's why today's episode is why new leaders struggle. Uh, in, in many instances, what ends up happening is a person has done well in their job. Uh, they are a technical expert in their job. If they're an accountant, they're one of the best accountants in the group. If they're a salesperson, they're one of the best sales people in the group. And if they're in marketing, they're one of the best marketers in the group. What happens though, and this is my opinion, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, it's are we hiring a sales manager? Are we hiring another salesperson? Are we hiring another accountant? Are we hiring a an accountant manager or manager of an accounting group? Because in many instances, we just promote from within and we don't take into consideration many times the leadership ability that an individual may have, or even worse yet, we they aren't tested in leadership. We just assume that they will be a good leader. And I think, you, well, you correct me if I'm wrong, what kind of results have you seen when you've taken a good technical person and promoted them into the head technical person? Well, we saw it, I saw it a lot just in my time growing up through sales and large companies is, yeah, there's great sales performer, high performer, and they've you know great individual contributor, and somebody decides, well, that person would be the great person to promote into this leadership role, right? And you know maybe they will be, but what makes you a good independent contributor does not make you a good leader, and yeah. that is really it's a mistake. I mean, I've seen people who are great independent contributors 
I'm thinking of one person right now who, if I may, was just an asshole. And he <laughs> moved him into the leadership role and that went to his head and he became an even bigger one. Yeah. And that good sales skills does not make you a good leader. You can have great sales skills and be a great leader. But many times it's the not great sales performer in right. sales who can make the great leader. Sure. They're, they're in a better, they may have a different set of skills that doesn't really lend them to one, but does lend them to the other things about managing territories and going through the numbers and doing all those things that salespeople, generally speaking, don't like to do. So yeah, I've seen it a lot. I've seen a lot of mistakes like that. And I'm sure I saw it a lot in sales, but I'm sure it happens a lot in all kinds of areas, marketing, accounting, finance, all the areas. People are put right. into these roles and they just don't have the skill set to do it. No, and that's why you, well, the three areas, let's, let's cover three areas, okay? Sure. First, first, let's talk about the lack of training and development that we give new leaders. The second thing is lack of guidance. You know, sometimes we just put them at the, you know, put them at the wheel and say, go ahead. And there's nobody there with a map or, you know, saying, oh, watch that exit or get off here. There's no guidance. And then the last one, and this is a personal issue, fear. Uh, the the individual is fearful to ask for help to be able to get that guidance, and so I, I believe those are three areas that let, let's 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 unpack the very first one: lack of training and development. All right, you put a new person in their in the job, you give them an extra key uh, and go, here you go, you you know you get a key to the. It, do they still have an executive washroom? I don't know. <laughs> I would be shocked. Do you, do you remember the days when that, when you got a promotion? That was that was. I mean, that was you got a key to the executive washroom. I was never in a, that kind of corporate. I was never at the level of leadership in a corporation. I was at a company where there was leadership floors, and I'm right. sure they had their own bathroom. But no, I have never had the key yeah. to the executive washroom. Yeah, the key to the executive washroom. God forbid we we should have to go to the bathroom with people who are below us. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, lack of training and development, okay? You, mm -hmm. you, you put somebody in that place, you don't give them the training and development for leadership skills. And you and I have spent now almost two years talking about leadership skills. And we need to have individuals and companies realize that if you take the best salesperson and make him a manager, they necessarily don't have the leadership skills to be yeah. that manager. And what ends up happening is if they start doing a bad job as the leader, they start getting back to selling, which is what they felt comfortable doing. And they haven't been on a put a track for leadership, learning and development. So let, let me put you in this position. Yeah, okay, we, You and I just hire somebody new and okay. uh, we put them in a the management position. What Give me the top three skills that you believe that individual should go through in order to start to become a better leader. What what three competencies in leadership would you put them through? Well, boy, if we had talked about this in the pre-work, I'd have nailed it. But I would say <laughs> delegation. I got to keep you on your toes here. Yeah, yeah I want to come at you. <laughs> I definitely would say delegation is a big one. Mm -hmm. Right, learning how to delegate, how to delegate that work down, and why? Why? Let me ask why. Why would why would delegation be a top top three for you? Very likely, if you come out of an individual performer role into this leadership role, 
you're used to doing everything yourself. So what's natural for you good, under stress is good answer. Good. You're gonna answer. yeah. You're gonna yeah. just keep wanting to do that because that's what's comfortable. So one, you've got to learn how to delegate. Two, I would say you have to learn how to communicate effectively. Yeah. How are you going to go from you know communicating to your customers? to communicating a different kind of message that's important for a team of people who need your guidance and direction to get everything on the same page, right. to understand the vision of where you're going, all those kinds of things. So delegation and communication would be the first two that I would think about. Okay, come and, up with one, come up, come come up with another one doesn't that doesn't have a TION at the end. Uh, <laughs> communication, delegation. delegation. Yeah. I don't want huh. this to, this is not a Dr. Seuss book. So don't give me another rhyming word. Abrogation of duty. No. I would say the next one is team development. How to develop a team. What are the things that bring a team together? And though that's and to look at it from a team and see the importance of team. That would be the next thing because I think that wraps into some of the things we've talked about a lot around leadership empathy and yeah. direction and training those things. So I would say those three things. Ask okay. me tomorrow, under pressure, I may change it, but I'm going to stick with those three things. <laughs> okay. How about you? What are okay. your three? You can't use any of mine. Well, I was going <laughs> to say that I, that I, I definitely agree with two of yours. Like yeah. Communication, uh, number one, you, you, a leader has to communicate, has to communicate vision, has to communicate mission, has to communicate communicate tasks, assignments. All, all of that needs to happen. You've got to make presentations, got to be able to communicate well on their feet and also virtually as well, uh, you know, nowadays. But they've got to be able to stand up in a meeting and they've got to be able to communicate an effective message. So that would be my number one. Number two for me would not be delegation and it wouldn't be what was the oh, t- collaboration. Mine would be critical thinking skills. And maybe I'm a little biased here because that's what I spent, spent 35 years of my life doing, teaching critical thinking skills. But a good leader takes care of problems, makes decisions, effectively, makes them accurately, uh, does them in a timely fashion, doesn't let problems sit on the table or on his or her desk for, you know, weeks on end and not address them because then motivation falls. And I truly believe that a lot of people don't solve problems and make decisions in a timely fashion because they are fearful of the ramifications uh, or things that they may break, as I like to put it, and then rework that's going to have to be done. So my my second one would would definitely be uh, critical thinking skills. And then my third one, I'm not, I'm going to go out on a limb here, time management. Mm. I truly believe time management would be my third one because a good leader has to be able to truly manage their time more effectively than they did when they were at that lower level. Uh, Because now, and you know, this is probably better than I do because you manage a large organization. Uh, Your time when you walk into that office is not necessarily your time. Right. You're spending your time dealing with everybody else's problems. And if you go in with that list of things to do, which I'm sure you've done on, or did yeah. on several occasions, by five o'clock, <laughs> that list of things to do, you're just like, okay, that didn't work. And you're just ripping it up because your time was consumed and you need yeah. to be a good time manager to be a good leader. What do you think of those two? <laughs> I, I think those are good. I think those are absolutely part of what you need to think about. The time management delegation, some of that kind of aligns up together. 
right. you know, that's a great way to deal with it. But yeah, you're right. Those those are two big ones. And I think I'm going to revise my third one now that I've had a moment to think about it. Not that I wasn't paying laser like attention, but okay. um, coaching, I think what I would replace with team development, because I really think we don't teach leaders how to coach and develop people. Yeah, I, I, coaching would coaching would would make my top five, but it would be down at the bottom of my top five. Uh, yeah. I agree with you. Coaching is important, but coming into a new leadership position, I think coaching. It, I, I'm going to put it on the black back burner for 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 just a little bit. I think it's important. I think yeah. we should teach them how to coach, but I think that's going to be in your sophomore year of learning and development. Well, now we're going to talk about coaching. Yeah, it does though matter. It depends a lot on what you're walking into. If you've got a real mix of a team that's got a lot of performance issues where there's some right. people you could coach up quickly and some people you need to coach out quickly, it can become a more important thing because you were brought in, you know, it's like everything, right? What have you done in the first 90 days? Right. And if you haven't, they brought, why are they bringing in a new leader? Either the leader left or the leader was escorted to the door. And if it was the latter one because of overall performance of the team, right? then that coaching one may come in much sooner. Right, right. Okay, all right. So it depends. I'll put put them all in the five. We got five. We got five. We got five. That's good. Fantastic. All right. So now you're providing this leadership development for them. And hopefully it's not check the box leadership development. It's actual intense. I'm going to go through a training program. I'm going to watch a video. I'm going to spend a day uh, shadowing somebody. uh, And then I'm going to begin implementing it little by little and get to the point that I want to be. But now, Let's talk about guidance. Yep. We don't provide our new light leaders enough guidance. And so when you think of guidance, what, what comes in your mind? Well, it comes back to what we were just talking about, right? Coaching and mentoring, right. building people up. And, and that's, you know, these are all tied together. Lou. But it's the other side of the coin. Right, right, right. Yeah. Someone else coaching and mentoring the new leader. Right. But it's a generational problem, right? I didn't get, I wasn't taught how to do it. So, but I somehow got promoted. So I don't know how to train this coach and develop this new person. So they're just kind of, I was on my own. They'll figure it out. Right. (laughs) So you start creating these generational problems in your organization with declining ability to lead. And you're just hoping from time to time you roll the dice and you hit a couple of people who actually know how to lead. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, you, 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 you do have a good point. And so, all right, we've, we've talked about two things that if an organization is going to put a new leader in control, they've got to put together a good plan when it comes to learning and development. And that would require a good assessment uh, on what their needs are so that you're not giving them information or teaching them stuff that they really don't need to know. So you got to have a good needs analysis and then also provide them guidance. And that may be that follow-up that you and I have talked about in a previous episode to learning and development, where right. you come in as you know as a leader and you come to the new leader and say, okay, well, let's talk a little bit about this delegation thing. Because I mm-hmm. notice your light is on in your office until like 10 o'clock every night. Yeah. And I have a funny feeling you're taking too much on because you believe as a leader, you need to do it. And so that's that guidance that we're talking about. Yeah. Oh yeah. Without a doubt. I mean, it's, and I actually was just talking to somebody today is they're getting their peak work done from 11 at night till two in the morning. Yeah. 
because they don't get it done during the day and they've got a family to get the work with the family during in the evening. And then it's like, what's their peak productivity? 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. And, and 11 p.m. to 2 a.m., right? Excuse me, 11 p.m. to 2 a.m. And I just got them in there for like 15 hours of work. I'm thinking, holy mackerel, this guy's a workaholic. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it starts to blow up your work-life balance if you don't have the time, if you don't have the delegation, if you don't have the time management, if you don't have the yeah. prioritization skill. You know, and it is because it's, and I, you know, my last place, I set myself up for this and I did it intentionally because there was a need for me to be seen, but I had my office right outside the kind of large break area. Right. So everybody, I saw everybody every day and the doors open, someone's going to make eye contact and they're going to come in and say hi. And that was fine. And I did that intentionally because it was important then, but I had to have the times to go shut my door. Right. Or go somewhere else where I wasn't seen to get some things done. And that, but that's that intentional effort around time management. You went to the executive washroom. That's where you went. Yeah. I didn't. I actually had a conference. I actually had it set up so the leadership team conference room was in the center of the offices, which was in the center of the building. Right. Okay. So that's where I could hide if I needed. Right. Okay. Good. We good. Have a liquor cabinet in there. <laughs> we did not have a bathroom. We did have a liquor cabinet. Oh, well, that's good to know. That yeah. is good. <laughs> yeah. so, let's see. So I've talked about boozing today, and right. I called a guy a dirty word. So yeah. let's see how much more we can get. I'm going to have to put a check mark in the explicit uh, language uh, on right. this podcast. <laughs> you may have to bleep me in post, Lou. Yeah, no, I don't think so. Everybody's heard that word. So anyway, I'll, I'll just say that you were talking about some big, ugly donkey. You <laughs> uh, did bray a lot. Yeah. So, so let's talk about the, this last aspect that, that, that I've come up with in my research and, and that is fear. Yep. And it's not fear on the organization's part. It's right. fear on the new leader's part to one ask for help. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, talk to me about some situations where you've promoted somebody and you know, darn well, they should have came to you, you know, six weeks ago, but they were afraid to. Right. Well, this kind of comes back to what we were talking about promoting the the great, you know, um, individual performers. They, you know, you've got this person, you know, if it's a lower level leadership role, you know, a first leadership role, you've placed them in it. They're very proud. They're very excited. They figure, wow, they must have so much confidence in my ability to get this done. Right. And then I don't know what to do. Yeah. Well, I don't want to go look like I don't, they put me here because I do know what to do. So I don't want to go up and ask for help. I don't want to go to say to somebody, I've got a situation I don't know how to handle. Right. And that fear of being found out. And I don't think we've talked about it here. I've blogged about a lot of imposter syndrome, right? It's all part of that. Well, if I go in and say, I don't know how to do this, they're going to realize they made a mistake and I can't have that. So I got to make, you know, I got to fake it till I make it. And that fear is- I like that. Fake it till you make it. I I know. I had a better quote I was going to drop in and I may still, but yeah, I mean, that's (laughs) what they do. And and it's because you don't want people to think, hey, you, you just put me in this role. You must have confidence in me. So clearly you wouldn't expect me to ask questions. So it's a fear factor. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. It, it obviously, when you've got somebody who's coming into a leadership position, it, well, I won't even say coming in to a new leadership position where they've never been a leader before. Even if you've taken someone who's been a leader and promote them further up the ladder, 
That I, I believe that their ego just shuts them out from asking questions. Yeah. As I always like to say when I teach critical thinking, two of the most important questions any manager should ask of any situation that is happening, a problem, an issue, a decision, is why and how. But in my tenure, I have found that a lot of managers are afraid to ask why and how because it demonstrates the fact that I don't know. And as you said, it does create that imposter syndrome in their mind, not in the mind of the people who they're asking the questions of, but in their mind. And so, you know, it's, it's, you know, suck it up, buttercup, and just ask the questions. And as a leader, you should know, you should know all the answers. That should be a definite that you don't know all the answers because you aren't on the front lines anymore. And you may have been away from the front lines for just six months. But as we've learned over COVID, things have changed so much in six months. Attitudes, customer behavior, marketing, uh, logistics, technology, that if you believe you know all the answers, then you aren't going to be a leader too much longer because you need to find out what's going on to be able to help people. So get over that fear. That that would be. Big advice. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So key takeaway on new leaders and why they struggle. What's your key takeaway? I think the key takeaway is that that importance of really identifying the needs to train the new leaders. That's where we really start putting a stop to all these problems is if we start building in these leadership skills training early on. It doesn't exist in MBA programs, at least not in a big way. It doesn't exist in all these professional programs, doctor, architect, whatever. No one tells you, hey, someday you're going to lead a team. Here's what you need to know how to do, right? Right. There's just a lack of that kind of training, I think, in a lot of these programs. So where we can create effective leadership development programs within our organizations, we will be well served to solve problems that are going to plague us in the future. An unprepared leader is a huge liability on a corporation if they start freewheeling and making bad decisions it's going to be a problem and it's going to catch up to you. So I think that's really the most important part is to kind of nip it in the bud to quote Barney Fife. And now I'm, my work here is done. Today. I'm, I'm, I'm glad, glad you're bringing it into, into play some real management. Uh, I, I want to see all the people who watch this in Google, who is Barney Fife? <laughs> and that would usually elicit the comment. Okay. Boomer. <laughs> Not a boomer. Yeah. My key takeaway, and in fact, we touched on it, but we really didn't say the actual terminology and word, is you need to have good succession planning. And that is you need to be prepared for leadership roles to open up. And you need to start grooming people before you actually put them into that leadership role so that you're starting the training and development. You're providing the guidance. You're eliminating the fear through a good succession planning program so that when you hand over that new set of keys to that person and say, you're in charge of this team now, you're in charge of this department, they are prepared to truly become a good leader. Yeah. That's my key takeaway. All right. There you go. All right. Well, thank you all for watching this episode of Q&A on Breakthrough Leadership. If you enjoyed our content today, give us a like, share it with some really crappy leaders in your organization on the download. 
or subscribe so you catch all of our future episodes as they come out on all your favorite social media platforms and your favorite podcasting platforms. If you're now back and you've got that morning commute, this is a great opportunity for you to get educated on all the leadership content that we provide over the last 80 plus episodes. So until next time, I'm Craig Anderson. And what a great way to close this episode. Keep learning to be the best leader you can be. I'm Lou Quinto. 